An entitled Karen threatens to have an employee deported after her stupid kid breaks merchandise at their store, claiming that she shouldn't have to pay for it and that she refuses to be liable for anything that got broken. Here's what happened. So I live in a city in the United Kingdom that's in no shortage of entitled people. I have my own stories, including one or two I've posted before, but this one was on another level. Close to the high street and the malls is a shop that specifically sells acoustic musical instruments, mostly guitars, drums, and a lot of folk instruments like lutes and mandolins. They also sell niche, hard-to-find instruments, including second-hand ones. And depending on what they have in stock, these instruments can be really niche. About five years ago during the summer, I had some downtime in town before I met a friend down the road. So I went into this shop just to browse what they had. I have zero musical ability, but I had always wanted to check this place out. In the back of the shop, I saw an instrument that I now know to be a Chinese guzheng, which is a flat-length string instrument with about 20 strings. This one in particular was over 5 feet long and even though it had some metal parts and some pearly looking decorative inserts the bulk of the body was a polished dark wood. It was beautiful to look at and even though the shop has a policy where people can play any instrument as long as they're careful, I just couldn't bring myself to touch it. Especially when I saw it was priced at over $500 and this was even marked at second hand. Of course there were other fascinating instruments and other things in the shop itself but this instrument is the star of this particular story. After about 10 minutes browsing the shop, listening to people picking up instruments and jamming with a super chill owner, I get ready to leave, but before I do, in comes an entitled Karen and her little entitled child who looks to be about 6 years old. The spoiled child immediately starts running around the shop, poking at various display instruments, while the entitled Karen just hangs out by the door on her phone. Obviously, this kid was the one that wanted to be here, and the entitled Karen literally could care less. The owner immediately immediately stiffens and watches the kid as he runs around this really densely packed shop, trying to grab anything he could reach, giggling and shrieking with unchecked energy. The entitled Karen still stays within a few meters of the door, and she is still just browsing on her phone. Now remember when I said that that really expensive instrument is a flat-laying instrument? It is usually played on a table or on a mount, and this one was rested on two sets of legs that held it pretty low to the floor, which would be the perfect height for a six-year-old. The kid sees it and barges over, starting to pick at the strings wildly. It's awful to listen to. And even though he's been patient so far, this is where the owner steps in and says, ma'am, your kid is over there playing with this instrument. But the entitled Karen says, he's just playing, just leave him alone. He'll get bored in a minute. The owner tries to explain by saying that this instrument is very expensive and that we have other children's guitars over there that he might like. And right about then, the kid starts to scream, mommy, I want the big guitar. But the entitled Karen shoots down that idea and says that he doesn't even know how to play it and that they need to leave or they're going to be late. But the stupid spoiled child wasn't having it. And this is right about where everything goes south. The entitled kid grabs the instrument and tries to take it off the legs. But this thing is taller than some full-grown adults and it is a chunky beast. I guess this kid had enough freaky six-year-old strength to lift it off of one of the two legs before he let go of it completely. The expensive Chinese instrument crashes onto the floor and the sound it makes is awful. It is completely split down the middle of its length, and at least one of the strings has been split. It was probably quite old, so it might have been more fragile than it should have been. But even so, it's trashed, completely ruined. The kid starts freaking out, and he's screaming, crying, and he's running to his mother. The owner runs over to check and see if the kid is okay, and the entitled Karen says, Of course he's not okay. That piece of rubbish could have crushed his feet. As an FYI, his feet were fine. He literally just sprinted across the shop back to his mother, 
clearly not in any pain at all. At this point, the kid was screaming that he wants to go home. He wants to go home right now. The entitled Karen says, come on, we're leaving. If he's hurt himself in any way, I'll sue you for everything you've got. The owner then says, wait a second, that instrument is completely wrecked. But the entitled Karen says, so what? It's a weird guitar. If it was worth that much, you should have had it insured. The owner then says that it's not a guitar. It's a very expensive Chinese instrument and it was worth over $500. You're telling me it cost $500 for a chunk of wood? You're joking. It sounded awful, by the way. If you think I'm paying for some used, overpriced Chinese rubbish, you've got another thing coming. It's at this point that I notice that one of the owner's employees has come down from upstairs to see what's going on. As a fun fact, the city I live in houses students from five different universities, including two within a mile of each other. And these universities take in a lot of international students that are allowed to take part-time work in the city. Now, the person coming down the stairs is clearly student age just by looking at him. He also happened to be East Asian. And just going by statistics of the city here, most likely he was Chinese. The entitled Karen also seems to notice this man standing there and she immediately pulls out her phone and points at this man with her other hand. She's going red in the face, moving herself closer to the door and pushing her kid outside while she confronts both the owner and this man who came downstairs. The entitled Karen says, was that thing yours, huh? Did you bring it with you? You can forget it if you think I owe you anything. My son's feet are probably broken and if I hear anything about this or see either of you again, I'll sue you for negligence and have you deported back to your home country. I've got both of you on camera on my phone. I know who you are. And with that, this entitled Karen charges out the door, grabs her entitled kid by the wrist and bolts down the street. The owner and the student just look absolutely shattered. The other people in the shop, including me, offer to help clean up and ask if they're okay. After a few minutes, I had to leave them to it as I was already late to meet with my friend. In the end, I never followed up on the situation, but five years later, the owner is still running the shop, so clearly nothing happened to them. I took my now partner in there a couple of weeks ago, and they had not only one of those instruments that the lady broke, but now they had two absolutely beautiful versions of it up for sale. So in the end, it looks like things kind of worked out. That really is an awful situation. That entitled Karen was very clearly racist. Like, there's no the way of putting it. She made a stereotype based off the student coming down the stairs and tried to make false claims that she was going to start deporting people if she got in trouble for breaking the instrument. Which, by the way, thanks for admitting that your kid broke it. And it's also ironic of how bad of a parent she is if she would bolt out the door after her kid supposedly broke his feet. Like, wouldn't you want to carry him and take him to the hospital if he really did break his feet? Like, seriously, get a grip, lady. But it does sound like nothing really did happen. And just like the typical entitled Karen that she is, she was all bark and no bite. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out, link down below in the description. Am I the Jerk for exposing my future sister-in-law at a family event that she severely bullied me while we were in high school. Here's what happened. I want to start off by saying that all the names in this story are fake. In high school, I used to be friends with a girl by the name of Anna. We were close until junior year when I discovered that she has been spreading false rumors about me. However, even after I stopped being friends with her, she continued to make up lies about me and made my life a nightmare right up until we graduated. We went to different universities and I'm in my mid-twenties now. My older brother Carter went to the same university as Anna and recently he announced that he had gotten engaged to his girlfriend. Our family was happy for him, but we were surprised at the same time since we didn't know he was dating anyone. He said he would introduce her at the upcoming family party. The party rolled around and guess who walked in the door with Carter? That's right, it was Anna. I honestly thought I was hallucinating and I felt 
felt sick seeing her again. Carter left Anna with some relatives and then came over to me and asked to talk. We went into another room and Carter explained how he had met Anna at a party and didn't recognize her, but it was love at first sight. But after he found out her full name, he realized it was the same Anna who spread lies about me. He confronted her and she claimed to not remember me or anything she did. He let it go because he really liked her. He then pleaded with me to be nice to her since she didn't remember what she had done and that she was a good person. I just told him I needed a moment to myself to process everything. When I eventually went back to the party, I decided I would ignore her. I didn't say anything rude. I just didn't talk to her or acknowledge her at all. She didn't talk to me or acknowledge me either. But when we sat down to eat, everything started to pop off. One of my aunts asked me how I felt about my brother getting married. I tried changing the subject, but she kept pressing me on it. So I eventually snapped and said something like, I actually don't feel great about it considering his future wife bullied me and never apologized. Everyone then turned to look at Anna. She just started crying and ran out of the room. Carter went after her and they left early. The rest of the night was chaotic because everyone was asking me what happened and I told them. Later, Carter called me and said I was a horrible person for embarrassing Anna in front of the whole family and I was being petty over high school drama. He demanded that I apologize to her but I refused and said that he was the awful one for blindsiding me with this and that if she never bothered to reach out and apologize for what she did while they were dating, I wasn't going to let it go now that they were engaged. He kept insisting that she doesn't remember and she can't apologize for something she doesn't remember. But I think that is utter BS. I ended up hanging up on him. The way I see it, I was asked a direct question and I provided a direct answer. Also, I don't think I have any obligation to cover for her when she made my life a nightmare, especially when she's obviously lying about not remembering what she did. So am I the jerk for exposing her for the bully she was to me in high school? I don't think you're the jerk at all. I would have done the exact same thing. Call me vicious, call me petty, but if someone messes with you like that and makes your life a nightmare as a child, you not only have no reason to try and forgive them, but you also have every right to call them out when they suddenly have this convenient amnesia about what they did. And that is exactly what this Anna person did. And you know what? Your brother is an idiot. If he really cared about you, and if he really did know who this person was, he should have called you and said, hey, there's this girl I met, and at least explained what was going on. Like, seriously, he knew what was going on. There's no way he didn't know this was the same person who bullied his sister. Like, come on, are you serious right now? And he is seriously a complete moron if he thought that little talk off to the side would have been more than enough to try and satiate any of the anger that the original poster was feeling towards Anna. Like, I don't know about you, but as someone who did get bullied in high school, I would be absolutely furious if my bully was marrying my sibling and my sibling didn't even tell me about it in the first place. Also, you can obviously see that Anna suddenly remembers what she did when she ran out of the room crying. Like, come on, are you serious? Why else would she run out of the room crying if she didn't know she was absolutely at fault and the original poster had her dead to rights? So personally, in my opinion, I don't think you're the jerk at all. You didn't do anything wrong. And if anything, you redeemed your childhood from this lady who clearly tried to ruin it. And if anyone's got a problem with that, they can take it up with your brother Carter because he's the one who's dumb enough to try and marry her. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Families have a lot going on. 
Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Am I the jerk for not wanting a stranger to attend my wedding? So a couple of months ago, my brother told me he had been dating a guy and wanted to bring him as a guest to my wedding. My wedding is very small and it's going to be an intimate one with only family and close friends of myself and my fiance being invited. I asked who this guy was and he wasn't anyone I've ever met before. My fiance and I had taken care of only inviting the people that we were closest to and I really didn't want someone I've never met before there. My brother wasn't happy. He said it was the perfect opportunity to introduce his new boyfriend to the family. I said my wedding isn't for that. It's for celebrating my marriage. To compromise, I suggested he plan a family dinner and bring his boyfriend to that instead. Once the dinner was over, I would have met the boyfriend, so then I'd probably feel more comfortable with him going to the wedding. My brother agreed, and I followed up with him a week later, asking when the dinner was, and he asked me to schedule it. I said I was in the middle of planning a wedding, and I felt he needed to schedule it since it's his boyfriend. I followed up later and he said he wasn't sure what day would work. In fact, he never brought it up after that and neither did I because I was honestly so busy. My wedding is next week and my brother still wants to bring his boyfriend but I said no. I don't want some stranger at my wedding. At this point, it's too late to schedule a dinner because the next week is booked with wedding activities and there's no day I'll have time to drive two hours to where the rest of the family is. He says that I'm being a jerk for not letting him bring his boyfriend to the wedding so this honestly begs the question, am I the jerk for not wanting a stranger at my wedding? I don't think you're the jerk at all. This is your wedding. You get to decide who's there and who isn't there, regardless of who they are. And it's incredibly selfish for anybody to try and dictate who can and cannot be there. I mean, they're not getting married. They're not the person getting married actively right now. That literally falls on you and your partner. And just imagine if you didn't have any kind of autonomy over who could and couldn't be there. Do you know how annoying that would be and how frustrating it would be to have anybody show up to your wedding. You clearly want it to be a small and intimate environment. You want to have people there that you know and care about and have some kind of connection with. I think that's a completely reasonable thing to have for your wedding. There's nothing wrong with you being hesitant about this new person who you literally, by the way, don't even know. So you saying no to your brother's boyfriend showing up to your wedding does not make you a bad person and it definitely doesn't make you a jerk. If anything, your brother is clearly just being lazy and he couldn't take the time to try and schedule a dinner so that you could at least be comfortable with him being around. Like, seriously, he thought you were going to plan the dinner? You're planning for a wedding. You don't have time for this. If he wanted to get this done, he really should have done it himself. So honestly, this is nobody's fault but your brother's. Because if he really wanted his new boyfriend to be welcomed into the family, he would have taken the time to try and introduce him to you before your wedding. My boyfriend is moving down to Florida for work and wants me to follow with him, which would then leave behind so many business opportunities as well as my family in my hometown. 
town. And at this point, I seriously don't know what to do. So my boyfriend and I have been dating for about two years now. He is in the military and we met through a mutual friend in my small town while he was stationed there. One and a half years into our relationship, he's getting reassigned to Florida, which is 16 hours from my small town. We have been doing long distance due to myself being in school. I just graduated and he expects me to move down to Florida, which would be an amazing opportunity, but in my small town, my family lives here, as well as my mother who I'm very close with. I have four Airbnbs. I have great health insurance and a great job. I do not want to leave my mother and sell my Airbnbs. Yes, I could do it long distance, but my Airbnbs give me passion. As they are mine, I renovate them, and I clean them after every guest that checks out. So honestly, what should I do? Should I move to Florida for my boyfriend, or stay in my small town with my family and my passion? My boyfriend doesn't talk about marriage at all. He will give me a small word about marriage, almost as if he's baiting me with it. In Florida, I'm going to have no family with no plans of marriage. Basically, I will have absolutely nothing for me there. I know I will make something of myself, but my mother is guilting me into staying in my small town, and my boyfriend is guilt-tripping me to move to Florida. What should I do? Honestly, I think you need to reread what you wrote, because you have not given a single reason as to why you would want to go to Florida. Like, honestly, if you don't want to go there, then maybe you should try long distance again. Being pressured to go simply because your boyfriend's going to be living there for work is in and of itself incredibly unfair and very selfish of your boyfriend. He's expecting you to uproot your entire life and your business opportunities just to move to an entirely different state and be with him specifically. And you would be going down there without any plans of a job or any way of supporting yourself. And that, in my opinion, is a really bad idea. If anything, I would at least try to find some kind of work if you wanted to go down there and be with him. But to go down there and leave everything you've established behind without some kind of plan of action when you do get down there is only going to cause a nightmare for you and your boyfriend. And that, in my opinion, is a terrible idea. A guy I started dating a week ago said that we need to have a talk about me not calling him back. But I barely know him and I really feel kind of creeped out by this. And I seriously don't know what to do. So I met this guy about a week ago. We hung out three times since then. He would say things like he feels like he's known me forever on the first date. And I thought that was kind of corny, but whatever. The second date, he said he wants to take care of me and wants me to talk to him about anything I'm going through. I also thought that was way too early on to say that, but again, whatever. But honestly, I didn't really feel like going out with him on the third date because I really felt a bit uneasy. But I have a history of turning down men who are very open and zealous about wanting me. It's a cycle I'm trying to break, so I said to myself, let's do it. He said he had to leave the next weekend. He was only gone for like two or three days. The second day he was gone, he called me and I didn't answer. I texted and I said I would call him back later. Honestly, I felt a bit anxious when he called for some reason. Plus, I get in moments where I just don't want to talk to anyone for a while and all my friends and family know this. I texted him hi the next day and he immediately responded by saying, hi, I thought you said you would call me back yesterday. I apologized and I called later, but he didn't answer. And when he called me back, he sounded really tired. At the end of the conversation, he said to me, you said you would call me back yesterday, but you didn't. But you know what? It's good. We could discuss it later. I said to him, I'm sorry, but why is this a thing we need to discuss later? He said something I can't really remember because I got a little bit upset and a little bit triggered. But he said again that we're just going to discuss it later. I said to him, look, I apologized and I am sorry. I should have just told you that I didn't want to talk that day. But why are we having a discussion about this if I met you like a week ago? He just said to me, okay, okay, we won't discuss it then. And then changed the subject. But I was not interested in talking more at that point. I just hate being questioned by someone I barely 
know. Part of me is wondering if I could have said it better, and part of me is wondering if this is an early sign of possessiveness. I don't know. I've had such bad luck dating. Plus, I've made very bad choices in dating people who really couldn't care about me or are not serious about me in the past, so maybe I'm not used to people being concerned about dating me. I've gone five years without a serious relationship, so my dating intelligence feels so low. What should I do? Honestly, this guy kind of sounds like a weirdo. I'm not going to lie. You have met him a week ago. You barely know him. And this guy's trying to be like, oh, we're going to have to talk about this later. Like, no, we're not. This is weird. Why do we have to talk about me not answering your phone call? It also kind of makes me wonder if this is how he's going to act later in the relationship. Like, let's say you do become boyfriend and girlfriend and you're going steady for a while. If you don't do things that he wants you to do, is he suddenly going to turn into this weirdo and be like, wow, why didn't you call me back? Why didn't you do this, that or the other? Like, seriously, that just sounds really creepy to me. A week into a relationship, in my opinion, should not have that type of criticism already. Even if he had hoped for a call, this guy should have framed it in such a way where he was looking forward to talking to you instead of act like he was reprimanding you like you're a child, which you definitely are not. So in my opinion, if you do decide to keep seeing this guy, I just would not ignore that weird feeling that you have about the way he's acting. Because from the outside looking in, his behavior is incredibly strange. And I don't think you should ignore that in the slightest. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out in the description below and subscribe.